And now, NAI Pop presents a unique show where two dads talk about the topics that interest them. Sports, wrestling, and a splash of pop culture information to help them survive in a world of wives and kids. Now, please welcome your hosts, professional wrestler and new dad, Scotty Slade, and retired executive and seasoned dad, Jamie Jamikowski. Welcome to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. You are listening to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. This is episode 32. Might as well call it Over the Hill. I am Scotty Slade, and I am joined with none other than my tag team partner, the entrepreneur of New England, the one-time owner of Chaotic Wrestling, Jamie J. Mikowski. And Jamie, we are... I can't remember the last time. We're live in studio. This is exciting. We're back in the For the Pops uh, studios, face-to-face. And I'm still not looking directly at you. I'm more... uh, Admiring your collection of Batman statues. Yeah, we have we have, a, we have all the bats up here. We've got we've got a, a myriad of uh, pop culture collectibles in here. Yeah, I've got uh, my famous the, the the autographed John Cena poster from my p- close and personal friend. And the uh, the, the item the item that's rejuvenated your working out method. The uh, Indiana that's right. Jones in the Last Crusade. We've got a lightsaber up on the wall. But that's a real one. That's a real one. That's how much uh, money Jamie makes. But regardless, Jamie. Um, as always, if you're new to the show or if you've always been listening, you know that we always have a third rotating guest. It's the way that this place operates. And we didn't know who to bring on. Ray was busy with his 16 kids. Scott Gurren had a special uh, event where he had to go cook for somebody else. We couldn't lock down anybody. But we got some. <laughs> that is the most insulting <laughs> intro to a I guest to ever. That was awful. I wanted to build him up. And you made him sound like our fifth choice. No, no, no. no wait. This is the guy was, we've been trying wait. to get for months, and you no. just made him sound about, like. I was going to say, well, so I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, no. We literally couldn't get anybody else. So thanks. 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 The in, bottom of the barrel. Wow, I am sorry. In my head, I'm like, I'm going to build this guy up. Let me go through our normal third rotating guests. Well, I'm sorry. That was awful. But to get back on track, yes, one man outside of Jamie J. Mikowski that has successfully left the wrestling business, at least in the last 10 years I've been around, Tarzan Taylor. Hi. I'm so honored to be your fifth choice. <laughs> oh, well, it, was, it was terrible. You know, We tried to get all kinds of people. Pat Matthews wasn't available. Uh, Simon Gregory, we couldn't find his phone number. He moved to North Carolina. Uh, RJ DeLuise was busy, but hey, we're happy we got you anyways. Thanks. Right. Thanks. <laughs> we we reached out to the uh, other tag partner, Marcus, but he was uh, unavailable for comment. He was too busy winning money at poker well, rooms. Well, there's a poker room open <laughs> somewhere. So. Oh, my God. What an horrible ho- way to welcome. In my head, I had a much clearer direction, and then Good once Lord. I got done putting over Scott and Ray, I realized... Tarzan, uh, on behalf of the For the Pops organization, <laughs> I apologize for my co-host, but welcome. You asked that uh, student of Furies that left after two training sessions. <laughs> right, yeah. He turned you down. Can, my goodness, but hey, we're happy to have you here. Hey, it's I, a pleasure. I'm happy to have you here. <laughs> Despite that introduction, <laughs> it's a pleasure to be wow. here. Wow. Yeah, and so for those that don't know, Tarzan has been a long-standing uh, wrestler of the uh, New England community, uh, and then towards the end of his uh, wrestling run, so to speak... Uh, he was more active backstage, which uh, really found his niche as uh, a prominent booker for Chaotic Wrestling. Jamie's laughing. Prominent booker for Chaotic Wrestling. How many years did you Just book? Just the way you phrased it. He was uh, much more active <laughs> backstage. Like, what, what was he doing back there? No, I said he found his niche. I believe I booked for a little, about four and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Right after Cold Fury 10, I took the book. 
And I left about four or five months after Cold Fury 14. 14. We yes. call that era the uh, high point of um, Scotty Slade and Mark Sherman's career. Yeah, so we're we're going to talk about agree. that yeah. uh, on uh, down the road on something else. Of course. Uh, Scotty Slade. You, can, you can say the name, right? We, we don't have licensing issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we're, we're do, we have to, do we have to give Rich a quarter every we're, time the name gets we're dropped? Gonna, we're going to be doing a special uh, uh, Let the Chaos Begin episode <laughs> with, you, <laughs> with you, tar, with, uh, you, Tarzan, and I. Talking about oh, Cold Fury 14. The royalty check. What I said, Tarzan, is I think when we were hitting like uh, Cold Fury 13 and 14, is I consider that kind of the second golden age of Chaotic. I think the first one came years before, like with Pants and Mucko leading up to the Homecoming show. Then there was kind of a dip. And then you came in. I really thought that that was the second golden age because the roster turned. But we'll talk about that of course. on a different podcast on, but, on a different but day. But now Tarzan's out. Yes, he is. He's gone. When, when As am was, I. When was the last... I know the answer to this. When was the last time you were in a building for a chaotic wrestling show? Um, it was a sh- it was Woburn, Massachusetts. It was Woburn, Massachusetts. <laughs> I, I don't know the dates. <laughs> I couldn't even remember telling you anything that happened on the show. What about, can you? Do you remember why you left? Well, I mean, <laughs> this is probably better suited for your other uh, no, podcast, well, well. but I'll give a... I had not been very happy with the world of wrestling for a while at that point. I was getting pretty burnt out. Um, my girlfriend at the time hated, uh, well, actually, she, her and I had broken up. But leading into that, my girlfriend at the time hated the wrestling, hated that I was a part of it. If I could just jump in, how does a November 13th, 2015 sound? Uh, that, that probably is accurate. Um, I think because as I'm reading here, I see uh, Chaotic Cast videos, Pat with Davey. Uh, talking about her travels, getting a shot, and how she's changed. And I seem to remember I was not there that night because that was uh, my birthday weekend, so I was out. And I remember Pat Matthews calling me and saying, uh, we're shooting the Chaotic cast, and Tarzan just left. What do we do? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was burnt out on the wrestling. I've been doing it for a while. I wasn't with this particular woman at the time, but a lot of it spent arguing with her because she didn't like wrestling, didn't like me spending so much time doing it. Um... And plus, um, I just wasn't really liking it that much. I've been doing it for a while. I was getting kind of annoyed. Plus, I mean, I don't want to get into a whole thing, but uh, I really feel like uh, I wasn't always treated with the respect I deserve. Not to you don't like people laughing in your face. Well, it's not much that. I just feel like I really worked hard in my time in chaotic. And when I and this is not to put myself over, but when I started, they weren't drawing shit. And within the course of a little over a year, we were selling out every, pretty much every show. Yeah. So I feel like I wasn't always getting the respect I deserved. I, get, I believe I was getting second-guessed a lot. I was getting a lot of pushback and a lot of things, arguing with people. And I'm sitting right here, so I mean, and so am I. Really so, uh, <laughs> boy, this is uh, not not just. <laughs> well, this took a turn. This this is not a lot of people on the show. I'm not going to get into the whole thing about it because you know, that was a long time ago, but. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I'm getting burnt out. I'm getting really sick of dealing with this. And then the bottom line, and this is not, I'm not complaining about the money because I never did it for the money, but I wasn't getting paid a lot. So it wasn't like, um, you know, I, I say this all the time to people that complain that they're still doing it, but they keep doing it. You're not really making a lot of money off it. Right. 
So, and I'm not going to dominate the podcast. So let's just say I was not very happy with some events that transpired. I was trying to get some stuff done, and people kept being disruptive. Yeah, it was a situation where you you were clearly the the only one trying to keep everything together, and everybody was kind of having a good laugh at it. And uh, then that was it. And it, you know, boiled down to the old, oh, it'd be so funny if we get Tarzan mad, so we're going to do this. It was kind of like the end of the uh, Hulk episode when uh, Bruce Banner's just walking away <laughs> and the music's playing. Like that. Yeah. That's, oh yeah, that's what it felt like. But but regardless. Y- you walk away, now you're married, you're yeah. living the life, Two your hair has grown back, yeah, I have there's no bald hair. spots. No. <laughs> but one thing I've said about you, Tarzan, and for the people listening, is uh, occasionally Slade and I will talk about uh, the monthly poker game that we go to with a bunch of friends, and that takes place at your house. Yes. And what I found since I left Chaotic Wrestling just over a year ago, and I think you and I both took the same approach, we both left cold turkey. Yeah, I've I've not been to a chaotic show in over a year. I haven't stopped by the school, um, but what I think we've both done is you kind of keep in touch with the people you wanted to keep in touch with. I don't have any dislike or venom it's true. toward anybody. That's why I haven't gotten a text from Tarzan on the side for a while. It's right. weird. I don't. I don't, I don't he used don't, to call me all the time on his way home. <laughs> not anymore. What I hate is, and do you find that since you've left, sometimes I feel like I unfairly get painted that now. Oh well, he he walked away because he hated it, and he he hates the business, and he doesn't. I'm like, no, I I enjoyed it. I had a ball. It was just time for me to leave. And the thing I like is I've kept in touch with people I want to keep in touch with, but I'm not, you know. I think it becomes a common misconception if you ever complain about something in wrestling is that you hate it and blah blah blah. And for some reason, these bizarre thing that you have to be positive about everything in wrestling or you hate it, which is odd because I've never known it, too many guys in the business that aren't always, compl- that are the biggest bunch of complainers I've ever seen in my life. So I, I don't know where that stigma kind of came from. It's, it's mainly because the, you know this, wrestling predominantly after like a certain age or a certain career point, like guys just get bitter. And so anytime people hear negativity anymore, it's just like, oh, that's it. Like you're getting bit by that that bitter bug and you're just going to turn south and you know you're just upset with where you are and bah, 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 bah. but Tarzan you, you made a good point again um, I can't wait to have him on Let the Chaos Begin later on because I have some follow up questions about certain things but you know you, I, I'll admit I was signing your paychecks you weren't getting paid a lot um, in my defense, I wasn't making. Again, I'm not complaining no, no, about no, that. I, I want to make that no, clear. But I, I look. I, I, we don't. I don't travel to Hawaii on the money I made through Chaotic Wrestling. Chaotic Wrestling was like a, a glorified hobby that sometimes it made money, sometimes it didn't. Uh, fun fact: I flew to Hawaii on the money I made from Chaotic Wrestling. <laughs> Boy, did we overpay you there! Boy, we did. This is how the next episode will be: saving and investing <laughs> on your independent wrestling p- paychecks. But um, looking back, I mean. Yeah, it wasn't the best way to end it, um, but I don't really hold a lot of ill will towards anyone in the business or the business itself. No, There's only three people that I'm not going to name that I really dislike strongly and I will never want to deal with or talk to. Okay, hold on. Day. I'm going to hit pause. Hold on. Okay, I hit pause. Who are those three people? <laughs> <Ba-boom>. <laughs> okay, it's pause. How uh, come those green cool. lights are still going up and down? No, no, that's just that's I'm that's the temperature in the room. Not going to get it. <laughs> not uh, not, uh, not going to happen. I will that's say they're not anybody still involved with Chaotic Wrestling. So anybody who's still involved, you're not any Tommaso Ciampa War Bandits. <laughs> and Sasha Banks. All right, good. Those are the three. Good choices, though. Hey, hell of a job. Because if you're going to if you're going to hate, hate high. And, no, 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 no. Swing for the fences there. <laughs> and I know people will always guess Sasha Banks, but she's actually not one of the three. So, 
Yeah, so, yeah. so if we keep naming people... <laughs> but keep, notice he didn't deny no. Tommaso or Warbeard. <laughs> this is great. This is. Uh, no, I only mentioned her because I know that anybody who was around at that time would think she would be one of the ones, but no, not her at all. Uh, but what people can't do, though, is y- you can't... Ba- I say to people all the time, there were people I personally didn't like in Chaotic Wrestling that we pushed and we made money off of. Yeah, I agree. There were other people who I personally like who were freaking useless in terms of chaotic wrestling. So what we did... I'm sitting <laughs> right here, guys. Welcome to the Scotty Slate <laughs> burial episode of, of... But no, don't you think that's true that people often confuse, oh, you're pushing him because you like him? Yeah. No, I'm pushing him because he fits what we're trying to if do. you're any good at a booker, you're pushing people you don't necessarily like because they're going to actually... Make the like show better or sell he tickets. Didn't like that you put. No, oh, you don't man, to. guys! I don't, I don't, I don't want to dominate <laughs> this. Right this is a top here. of the pops. It's not a wrestling podcast. Um, so. But so, uh, chaotic aside, so you guys are both gone, and um, at least right now, at least on face value, it looks like wrestling is starting to money wise, like rejuvenate. There's a lot of avenues. Um, our recent uh, friend of ours, Brian Malone, just signed a year contract with uh, Ring of Honor. I think that was announced. Um, yeah, congratulations. Hey, yeah, did a video on Facebook. Yes, there's just potentially a little more money out there. So, like, what you're saying is, there's more money to be made in the right. And business. so, you guys being out of the the business, has any of like all of this business being drummed up just, uh, made that itch come back? Um, I kind of have the itch to do stuff again because I've always been kind of a creative guy, and I like the outlet. That's one of my poker games that I host. I I get a lot of my creative outlet out of there. Um, but it's not. I don't have an itch because I think I'm going to come back and start making all kinds of money. I think I just I have a creative outlet I'd like to use. I'd like to come back at some point. I'd like to do something, even if something small. But no, I can't say it has anything to do with any, you know, that I see dollar signs that I'm going to come back and make all kinds of money. Fair enough. You, Jamie? I I have no comment on future opportunities of me getting back into the wrestling industry. It's just been odd that Jamie's been flying a lot to Jacksonville recently. Yeah, and he's been all like kayfabe about it, too. Really, like, really uncomfortably kayfabe, too. No, not all. Don't get me wrong. If someone said, hey, we want you to book, we'll pay you two grand a week, then yeah. Well, I guess that's what what (laughs) I'm getting at. There's been um, other people, um, again, I don't know money value, but like, I see guys like George Carroll that gets temporary deals representing like New Japan, things like that. And I see that and I just say like, you know, Tarzan, I'm not saying George isn't talented, but I'm just saying Tarzan really had a niche for this stuff. And when I see guys that I think that you're more equipped than, I'm just like, wow, maybe Tarzan can not have to work under Julian Starr. But it's, but it's a, uh, <laughs> wow. But Tarzan, don't you think it's also, it's a, it's a cost-benefit, risk-reward kind of a thing? All kidding aside. If you said to me, okay, Jamie, would you ever invest in an indie wrestling company again? My answer is no, because uh, I couldn't afford it. And I don't mean I couldn't afford running it. I couldn't afford the divorce uh, that Cheryl would hit me with that I'm getting back into independent wrestling. And even for me at this stage, I wouldn't, I don't know, I'd be hard-pressed to invest in something if there was an opportunity. Um, but like what I, what I like, Tarzan, I kind of said this earlier, is you get that itch, and I still get it, you get the itch to jump back in. And I don't know if you ever do this. Like, you'll dip your toes in it now and again. Like, there are a couple of times halfway through the year, similar to what you were saying, Scotty, is I know there was something out there and people were kind of reaching out to me for my thoughts. And I kind of gave some, and I gave some thoughts and some input of what I might do if I were in their situation. 
And my least favorite word in the world when I consult for people is yeah, but. And they started yeah, butting me to death. Well, yeah, but that's not going to work. And immediately Tarzan, it was like, yeah, this is why I hate it. <laughs> this is why if you want me to do my job, I'll do my job and, and I'll tell you what to do. But then don't freaking argue with me. Otherwise, why are you using me? And I'm sure that that was a big part of, for you, what what, yeah, what keeps you from jumping back in? Um, there's, well, there's a difference between you have an opinion of your character or an angle or a match, and you're sharing it opposed to what I'm thinking, as opposed to tell me what you think, I tell you what I think, and then you give me a bunch of reasons why what I think doesn't matter or doesn't make any sense. It's like we could have... We would have been better off not having the conversation if you don't care to hear what I have Ta to say unless I'm going to just Tarzan, put you over. Tarzan, the correct answer as being three married men at this table <laughs> is that now that you're married, life on the road just wouldn't be the same without the missus and the kids. Well, being that my wife will never listen to any podcast I do she doesn't give a shit, I'm going to probably be a little more honest. As far as the investing... That's now the tagline. We're going to tag her on Facebook and go, listen to the podcast that Tarzan Taylor doesn't think his wife will listen no, my to. My wife always tells me I'm a nerd and all my friends are nerds and all this other stuff, so I doubt she would ever listen to any podcast. What I the heck? Is this just like the, the insult episode of God? Everybody's getting insulted. But to what you said about investing, I would actually do that now because my biggest complaint was that I couldn't, my word wasn't final, like I had I to answer to other masters, so I wouldn't if I had the money that would be me. in a wrestling company. Oh, um, oh, if I was excited, I was like, uh, I'm going to start a wrestling company, you got money thrown around? <laughs> if or? I had the money, but I don't have the money right now to, because I don't, I, I mean, okay, I do have the money, but who wants to half-ass and do a on-the-cheap wrestling show? There's enough of those in New England, they don't need another one. So. Well, just talk to Brian Fury, I think the union helped them get the uh, money to help the uh, contract. <laughs> <laughs> but re regardless, um, I, I can't wait till next August when, when Brian Ferry, two guys from Chicago, show up at his house. <laughs> hey, I think we need to. Uh, I think we need to discuss the little investment, some seed money we gave you bet last back year. But so, honestly, uh, I've said it a hundred times. I would come back to book for less money if I had more control over what was going on. So I could have paid but you. Wait, so I could have paid you less. Yeah, I would have took less money to have. You would have had to pay me to have fun. Like, literally, <laughs> to pay you less. Okay, Tarzan, I need your twenty-five dollar check for I me to let you book I this. Would, for more control over what happens in the show, I would take less money. I always thought, and uh, I always thought that you would have been happier if you were more control, but more kayfabe. Like if if I thought that you got burnt out the most from my perspective, which we'll we'll talk about this a little cast begin. Because everybody knew you had the book, it was a barrage of contact. Maybe I'm wrong on well, that. Well, no, piece. that's a little bit. But the thing is, the misconception was I was a booker at first with Kevbo, then with Crockett. That's right, Kevbo. I, I forgot. Then, I forgot about Kevbo. Then with Malonis, and then the whole time, Adult and Jamie earned the in the office see, as well. So it wasn't like I ever was like the sole. There's this misconception that I was the sole guy, and every decision I made. That's just well. That's the thing. Final. That's what. That's the it's point. It's not the case at all. It was a misconception that you were the guy. So yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Do you know what the funny part is? And I love what Tarzan just said. And we're totally saving this for let the chaos yeah. begin, <laughs> because then I'll bring us back in. Tarzan just left out one booking partner he had. You and I booked together oh, yeah, straight up for a little right. while. We did do it. And I'm, I'm going to bring that up on Let the Chaos Begin, which you can also hear right here on the For the I Pops. I Crockett and stopped right. booking, and Malonis hadn't come more, and you and I right. were doing the booking. With, but, yeah. but now let me ask you this. Do you watch wrestling now? Um, until recently, I hadn't. I hadn't seen anything in quite a while, but then I watched the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And one of my stepsons like wrestling, so we watched Raw a couple of times. How, how much of the Royal Rumble... Um, 
I didn't realize that you hadn't watched in a while, and I know that uh, that the only way I could describe people is to Joey Gargano, uh, Gargano's wife. That was the way I had to describe uh, <laughs> Candice. Uh, yeah, Candice Michelle. I'm terrible at names. Candice LeRae. Anyway, how many of the, the superstars, so to speak, did you not initially recognize when they came through? Um, there was not a lot. There was a couple of guys who I knew, I'd heard by name, but I hadn't really seen work that much before. Okay. But not, not too many. A majority of the guys in the show I was familiar with it. Some of them I had known by name, but I hadn't seen work that much. Because until that rumble, I hadn't really watched much wrestling. But And then I'll ask you two guys this, since we're, we're on like the wrestling train and the rumble just happened. Uh, it seems like WWE has now gone away from multiple callbacks and surprises. Like, they only did Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now they're using those spots to pepper in NXT guys. I, I fan, was actually surprised in the women's rumble more than the men's rumble this year because i watched the first women's rumble last year and it was loaded with all the yeah, legends X- it was and, and then this year there were none yeah it was all nxt and again i think i'm probably on the same page with you some of them i knew most of them by name yeah um but i knew I, less of the girls than i did the guys yeah the i agree with that rumble. i agree with that i'm trying to think from the because i watched the rumble this year i watch uh tarzan's favorite spot was when um vega was hiding underneath the ring <laughs> she kept popping out yeah yeah, they really wanted to hammer that point home. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, are you cool with, with trying to push NXT guys rather than bringing I, back legends for the entertainment value? I'm not really a fan because right. I feel NXT should be a separate thing, and then the guys should gravitate to the main roster. Sure. I'm not really a fan of when they pepper the NXT guys into the... I think they should just stick to their main roster, and NXT guys should be NXT, and then... Right, unless, unless they're doing an angle in NXT where one guy... Win something, yeah, for a spot in the see. rumble. But, but part no. of the appeal of NXT is it's its own separate thing. Right, I agree with you. No, and I I think they blur the lines too much sometimes. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Uh, I actually didn't think it was perhaps the best booked rumbles. And I've talked about this on the show before. Is I think I said in one of our group chats, my favorite rumble of all time is 2002, uh, and it was is that Triple H winning. That's a what? famous one, and the spot that everybody remembers that I tell everybody about is what? that was the year. Maven, stop it. That was the year Maven eliminated Undertaker. That is the one Triple H wins. Okay, and what's great about that one is, I remember that was booked by Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson had this amazing ability to book little angles throughout the whole Rumble. He'd do some comedy in there. Then he'd let it fill up. And I I said, and again, I don't know know how you feel about our booking career together. I hope it's not all bad. It's like a divorce. (laughs) I hope it's not all bad memories. Yeah, I love booking. Countdowns are fun. Yeah. Which is our version yeah. of the Rumble. And I actually didn't think this Rumble was that well-booked. I thought it was, like, wonky, and it was kind of... It was choppy. It was, it was, it was choppy. It was a good match, but I don't think there was a lot of, like, super exciting spots or memorable spots that you tend to... Like, last year's was great, the one that uh, Nakamura won. I yeah. think that was yep. booked really good. It was a lot of memorable things. This one didn't have... It wasn't bad. It was good. I enjoyed it, but it didn't have as many memorable spots as some of the previous Rumbles, so, I feel. And I'm glad that you said that, because my follow-up question to that was, is so your stepson's into wrestling. Yeah, one of them. Not The yeah, other one will one watch of, it, but he doesn't really care. His, have, like, do you guys get into discussions, like, what he likes, what he doesn't like? Because, like, he'll do commentary during the pay-per-view, and it's it's... Interesting to gauge like what kids think now watching the stuff and then sitting next to Ray, who is strictly like <laughs> internet buzz. Um, did he did he enjoy the Royal Rumble? Yeah, he seemed to like it a lot. I think he's fascinated with us watching it and whatnot. And, well, uh, yeah, that's it. He was he was like, <laughs> Why are you guys getting so excited? <laughs> but he the problem he has is he likes wrestling, like wrestling itself. 
So it's very hard to get him to sit and watch Raw because a lot of times there's so much bullshit and not enough actual action. He doesn't really care for the promos and all that stuff. He likes the actual Fair enough. wrestling. Which, if you think about it, you go far enough back when we were kids, there was more wrestling yeah. than there was. So like I mean, when we watched the last time we watched, I was surprised. They had a lot of actual matches. There wasn't a lot of... On Raw? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the time before that, he ended up... We were an hour in, and he quit because they had one match in an hour, and he was so bored out of his mind. So, so like that's like an interesting take because a lot of people try to feed off like the uh, like they all like a lot of guys are like ah oh, the attitude era was great so they think about like bits entertainment yeah. stuff like that like even Julian says he's not a fan of wrestling he's a fan of entertainment. Yeah, yeah, but if you go back and I think you look through everything with a little bit of rose colored glasses you know I I like the attitude era too, but I have the network and my favorite thing I text you guys all the time is I watch wrestling on the treadmill at the gym, and when you go back and like watch a Raw from. 1999 or 2000, 2001, and you actually watch a Raw from beginning to end, you realize, you just said it, yeah, I remember Austin on the cross. I remember the the Zamboni or or the, the, the beer truck. You forget how much garbage was in the middle of stuff even back then, and there were some horrible. What do you mean, like naked Midian? What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I, I said bad stuff. Back at you oh, know, bad oh, okay. stuff. All right, all right. You know, choppy choppy pee pee. That kind okay. of stuff. That was amazing. Lights went out just in now, time. Anyone who defends the attitude error, they couldn't. They could maybe made one match that stuck out in their head, but they can name you like twenty bits. Right moments. Yeah. But yeah, but none of them can hardly name any matches. It's, it's funny when um, when like uh, I first started getting chances in chaotic. Um, Brian told me to watch like some of the rock stuff because t- at the time he would do a lot of jaw jacking during his matches. Yeah. So they had like the best of rock on Netflix, and it was amazing how there was no real matches. They all just yeah. boiled into hardcore, no DQs. And I was like, Brian, I, I can't really do this every match. <laughs> well, that's and again, I, I'm, I'm, we're spinning this all around. Yeah. But you know, I, I watch some WWE now. Okay. Uh, NXT, I'll watch the takeovers usually. I can't say I watch that regularly i don't watch any of the other stuff you know like what was the whole kenny omega thing when he was at new japan and all in so you don't so um do either of you guys watch like wrestle kingdom or at least i know it's on at like three in the morning what, what channel no no what no, channel is it on not at all no okay. i'm not opposed to it i just don't no it, do it, it, yeah. it holds no interest yeah. to me at all all right so like international like basketball don't get international it. it's not the same international wrestling doesn't do anything for you? No. I would I watch it, enjoy it, but I'm not yeah. going to go out of my way. I no, just I'm not saying go out of your way. Not, I don't stay up till three, but at least like, so you guys didn't watch like Omega Jericho stuff no. like that. No, I did okay. not. No, yeah. Yeah. flavors of ice cream. That's what it comes down to. I, w- I used to be hardcore and I'd watch anything wrestling, but I just nowadays I, uh, I just don't. My wife hates it, so it's not like uh, yeah. I have all this free time to be watching wrestling. And for and for me, I, whether it's whether I watch. Indies on YouTube, you know, people send me clips, or I see stuff out there, WWE. What drives me the craziest now, and my wife, if I'm ever watching, like, uh, in our family room, whether it's WWE or sometimes, like, we have YouTube on our stupid thing now, like, I'll watch stuff, and Cheryl can see me getting so angry. When when I just sit there, and you can see the look on my face, I'm staring at the TV, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. This makes no sense. Why are they doing, whether it's in a match or whether it's like leading up to it, I'm like, this this isn't logical. Nobody would react this way. These aren't, and, and the one that sets me over the edge, I don't know about you. You know what I hate in, especially championship matches now? I have no idea. Loose rules. <laughs> these, these modified, well, it's a championship match, so the ref is gonna let more stuff go. 
in theory, wouldn't those be the matches where the refs would let less go because there's more <laughs> on the line? That drives me absolutely Yeah, but that goes back bonkers. to, like, that started during the Attitude Era where... It would be a main event, and suddenly every championship match was like almost a no DQ without being announced. Yeah, no so it was wild. It then was why wild. have a ref? I I don't know. Then why have a ref? I can't say. I hate that. I hate that crap, and I see it all the time. The problem with watching my stepson too, and I don't understand how it, I don't, I don't see how any kid now could be a thrall wrestling because there's like 15 YouTube videos on 10 wrestlers Vince McMahon secretly hates and his and he'll watch this and then, then they'll just reveal all this. So-called and, and, and ironically, stuff. Scotty Slade was number four. On yeah, that list. <laughs> it, it's amazing. I so it's know. like I don't. There's no magic because you get there's all these YouTube videos on what's going on behind the scenes, what angles didn't happen, who hates who in real life, and like I don't see how any kid could really get all that wrapped up in right. The, how they could put the suspension of disbelief because you're being bombarded with these stupid YouTube videos and stuff all the time. And, and then piggyback on that before we hit our break, it it's funny because I'm now hitting that age where some of even the students that come through Brian's school, yeah, and I'll show you like a text where they'll come up with a gimmick idea, yeah, this full blown uh, great idea, yeah, and then it's identical to something that happened <laughs> back in the day. Um. Something to, to give you guys, like, an example. This kid is explaining to one of the trainers an idea he has yeah. about how he would be this, like, sassy bad guy. I'm going to get angry. And he would come to the ring with this perfume called Perfection, and he'd use it to spray himself <laughs> because he's the most perfect guy. He'd use it to cheat, like, spray it in the face, um, and then do the taste of Perfection, the kid's finishing move. And all the kid, all the uh, trainer wrote back was like uh, Rick Martel, <laughs> who, yeah, who, who. So it's it's that sort of thing that like yeah, like it's just funny how over time everything changes and or these kids just don't go back and see where it came from. But anyway, I digress. Thank you. Now you've made Tarzan. Now you've confirmed we're not getting back in because now we're both <laughs> miserable. But but no, again, it's 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 just different. Is that fair? Yeah, it's different. Um, one of the things I felt during during my run, and I'm gonna say our run together. Yeah. One thing, even when you and I were in disagreement on things, which we'll talk about, and let the chaos begin. Also <laughs> on the four of the pops at NAI Pop Network. Um, one thing is, despite how we tried to get there, I do tend to think you and I always had the same goal in mind. Yeah, I was. You wanted that. bigger crowds. I wanted, and we'll talk about it. You know that Cold Fury 13, 14 when we moved it to those bigger buildings. Yeah. You and I, we never wanted to stay in the PAVs and the Elks Halls of the world. No. And you were amazing at at booking the storylines to get there. And despite some of our conflicts, I think at the time you were also backed by an owner who you knew, okay, if there's if there's a cost, if there's gonna be money, if we're gonna have to take a risk, I think you knew I had the company's back. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's missing. And I think the other thing that, that allowed you and I to do was drag the roster in. You know, guys like um, Slade, Sherman, um, we got them, I hate to say it, drinking our Kool-Aid Yeah. to, to get everybody saying, okay, we're going to give more, we're going to do more, we're going to do better for Chaotic yeah. than we're doing other places because, boy, those guys want are, are trying to make it happen. I think that's missing a little bit now, too, because, you know, it just seems like everybody... And, and I don't blame the guys. If you can get if you can get six bookings a week, yeah. God bless you. But I also know every promoter saying to you... You promote my show, you promote my show. So you got some of these guys, you see them on a Wednesday. Hey, catch me this weekend. And it's six different posters. Yeah. And that we didn't have to deal with that as much. No. The internet, social media thing, as far as promoting yourself, 
hadn't quite taken off as it is now when I started. And I wouldn't say we had guys that were exclusive chaotic, but we had more of a roster that was associated with chaotic than um, than we had. We're going to talk on Let the Chaos Bank because Slade yeah. and I talk about this all the time about what he feels was one of the best things you used to do for the roster that yeah. made the company better. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. We're not so going to build this conversation no. on a mountain of paper. We're listening shag. to an hour. So, but, <laughs> but we, we're listening to an hour-long podcast advertising to listen to another podcast. <laughs> this is great. I, I that sells tickets. I, I got to do something to boost ratings on that one. But, but Slade, when we come back, we're going to shift gears a little bit, right? Something to... Uh, more of Tarzan's uh, favorite piece of movies, that's for sure. It's not Marvel, it's it's DC. <laughs> which when you put DC and Tarzan in the same sentence, you usually get, oh brother. So when we come back, we're going to talk uh, DC movie universe, and we're going to see if Tarzan can go from a hater to a believer. You are listening to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. After these messages, we'll be right my name is Jason Maltop. I am Liam Strager. And I'm Bill Neville. And live every Wednesday night on NewAgeInsiders.com and the Mixler app, we're taking topics and thousands of fan perspectives and bringing them to your airwaves. And don't forget, we'll be live and taking your calls before and after every single WWE pay-per-view that we do not attend. But wait, there's more. You can also subscribe to our Patreon page by visiting Patreon.com and searching for New Age Insiders. And with plans starting at just $2 a month, there's an affordable option for everyone. Monday Rewards, Tuesday Rewards, exclusive pay pay-per-view rewards exclusive shows why wouldn't you become a patreon and we will see you wednesday night at eight o'clock we out hey everybody it's rich paladino the voice of chaotic wrestling i want to remind you to listen to the let the chaos begin podcast right here on the nai pop network you will hear stories from the 18 year history of chaotic wrestling from the two guys that were there from day one Myself and former Chaotic Wrestling owner, Jamie J. Makowski. That is the Let the Chaos Begin podcast right here on the NAI Pop Network. Seriously, I don't even get to talk during this promo? Shut up, Jamie. And you are listening to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. I'm Scotty Slade, joined with Jamie J. Mikowski and none other than Tarzan Taylor. And during the break, we talked about the three people Tarzan hates. Oh, my goodness. You would never guess. I didn't realize two of them were in the room, though. That's, That's the weird part. It, yeah. It's so weird. One was himself. It was really exactly. uncomfortable yeah, was, and depressing. Awkward, but yeah. we cracked open the Game of Thrones whiskey, and now uh, we've uh, medicated Tarzan. But with all the wrestling talk, we're going to try to peel it back. Because this is about For the Pops. We talk about movies, pop culture, video games, you name it, we talk about it. And one thing that Jamie and I are very passionate about is the DC side of comic books. And we now know, during our break, that Tarzan is very much into the DC side. But, you know, with the way that Marvel's had their success with the movie industry, DC has um, tripped. Uh, stumbled. Stumbled. Just a tad. But there's... There's light at the end of the tunnel, and I think I might be still the only one left very, very uh, hopeful and defending of this franchise. And uh, just wanted to see what you guys thought the current status. So so, so we're talking like right now, DC, today. like what do you call it, extended universe or the DC cinematic universe? Cinematic. So, so we're talking starting at Man of Steel, right? Not Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel, right? That was the first one. Yeah. 
right? Man of Steel was the first of the of the new C extended universe. Okay, just making sure. So I got my excuse me. my uh, yeah, time frame. This, this is like here. the state of address. Like all, right. all of a sudden, the the crowds are outside. They're waiting. They're like, "Are you going to lead us to the promised land, or are we going for a cold war?" So the backstory a little bit. When I was a kid, my two passions were pro wrestling and comic books. I loved both of those things. So there seems to be a misconception in my circle of friends that I don't like DC, which is not the case. I was more of a Marvel guy, but I also grew up loving DC, particularly the Justice League. Okay. I was more of a DC guy growing up. I liked some Marvel stuff, like I would read Avengers and X-Men. Yeah. But I was definitely more of a DC guy, mostly uh, Batman, and then Batman, Justice League. And then the other big one, as I always say, I'm a little older than you guys, was... uh, like the peak of mine, it was uh, the new Teen Titans was out with yeah. uh, Wolfman and Perez. Yep, great which run. Excellent. For a while, was actually outselling the X Men for a while. Yep. So it was DC's so was, highest selling comic in the very early yeah. 80s. So I was, I was, still am more of a DC fan than I am a Marvel fan yeah. when it comes to comics. So. Having said all that, so I mean, what do we we want to break down the entire DC universe? No, well, or? I guess I guess my the first and foremost is so we, we kind of know the the current state of affairs, right? So the Superman comes out, gets mixed reviews. Suddenly, Ben Affleck becomes casted as Batman. Batman versus Superman comes out, a lot of hype. Doesn't meet the hype. Suicide Squad comes out, I believe, shortly after. Yep. That. Jared Leto's Joker doesn't really hit the mark. That also borderline flops. Everybody's starting to panic. Flip side, Marvel is just, outside of Thor Dark World, is just completely nailing them out of the park. Um, Wonder Woman comes out and suddenly everybody's like, okay, okay, guys, take a deep breath. This might be okay. Justice League comes out, still a little bit lackluster. And now Aquaman just recently hit. And according to For the Pop's own Jamie J. Mikowski, it looks like DC could be on the up and up. But with that said, now Ben Affleck is uh, reportedly not going to be the Batman anymore. We've got the Shazam movie right around the corner. And now there's a slew of movies which we'll get into. But as of right now, I guess my question to you guys is, we're at this fork in the road. DC Comics has shown that they can make a good Wonder Woman. And from all accounts, a good Aquaman. And they've having an issue with this bigger picture story. Is this franchise good on their current direction, or are they gonna, or do they need to rehaul everything? I mean, well, <clears throat> attacking it from a financial standpoint, obviously they're in the right direction. Aquaman is now the second biggest movie in the history of Warner Brothers. Um, so financially, obviously, they're going in the right direction. I think uh, I think part of the problem with the DCU is they tried too much to jam it all in to make it all connect. Where the Marvel movies tended to be like, hey, you're going to do your own movie. There are just certain things you have to do to connect it to the other I Marvel movies. That. So I think now, I think with Aquaman and Wonder Woman especially, they, they were smart in the sense of we're going to make them their own movies, but we're going to have a slight connection to the other ones, but not overdo it. Um. And then just to give you guys some some brief like perspective on what's due to be coming out. So like you've got the the Joker movie coming out with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. You've got Shazam around the corner. Birds of Prey is coming out, which is like Harley Quinn's second appearance. You've got uh, Cyborg, which is support- reportedly going to happen in 2020. And Ugh. then wait a minute, it gets better. My personal favorite 
is um, there is rumors that uh, Green Lantern Corps will be coming out in 2020 as well, released July 24th. See, I think, Tarzan, you made a good point. And to watch me bring it back to our first segment, like, I, I feel like the Marvel Universe, their movies, uh, their booker, the guy in charge, <laughs> yeah. he had a plan. And if you look, from the time Iron Man came out, Iron Man came out in 2008, it was four years until Avengers, with a bunch of movies in between. I think Cap came out in the middle. Um, technically, uh, Incredible Hulk, yeah. with the um, Edward Norton one, came out in there. Captain America came out, and I think Iron Man 2. And Thor. And Thor. So they had a whole bunch that came out to set the stage for them to come together. As versus, DC just kind of crashed into it. But I always feel like the way they crashed into it was weird. And, and watch, I, I know Tarzan and I, because we're both comic book geeks, we've had this conversation. What drives me crazy about DC movies, okay, they probably could have crashed into Justice League as their third movie, no problem. Because yeah. they have one advantage. Everybody knows the origins. Yeah. You know what we didn't need to see in Superman versus Batman again? <laughs> Literally. You know what we saw yet again? Batman's parents getting shot. We know how he became Batman. Look, if at this stage you're going to see a Batman movie and you don't know how he became Batman, I can't help you anymore. The character's 100 years old. You don't need to, you don't need to show me the alley of them getting shot again. Okay. Scotty seems to have a face well, like I he don't doesn't need agree. To see, I don't need I, to see so Krypton exploding anymore. It's good. I got it. I guess... I guess we'll agree to disagree. When was the last Batman movie that showed the origin? Batman Begins. Batman versus was, Superman. No, no, no. I meant but before, before that. He's referring to Batman Begins. Batman Begins. Probably. Which that's the what year was that? And I know. And I know. Like, I think it was two thousand because the running joke is Spider Man because Spider Man does the most reboots with yes. the most origin <laughs> stories and like that one gets obnoxious. Um, so you said two thousand five. Yeah, two thousand five. So it was roughly about the thirteen years, twelve years. Sure. I guess my point is about like, ten. I think na- now, and you're gonna yell at me for this, but like now being like, like a dad and seeing like even like Tarzan's stepson when he comes over to watch wrestling, like I I wonder if kids that aren't being introduced to comic books, if that small st- I know you're judge dropping. I'm just saying, it's literally the most known superhero origin in the world. As, as I don't need to know as how he adu- became Batman anymore. As an adult, you don't know. sure. No, you, they know. Trust me, they know. I don't. Yeah, everybody knows. Well, everybody I'll say knows. In, the, in the middle of this, if Batman vs. Superman wasn't jammed full with so many things, <laughs> I would not be so opposed to them putting the origin, but they tried to put so much in Batman versus Superman. No, I guess I guess the reason why I bring that up is because there's there's rumors that um, in 2021 there'll be a movie called The Batman. Yeah. And I'm just going oh, to good. automatically assume. I wonder how he became Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I wonder what new twist it'll be. You know, on the, on the flip side, my other stepson is really into the superhero stuff. He and I watched the entire Justice League cartoon together. Yep. Watched- Justice League Unlimited. Yes. Great. We watched. I had. We've watched all of the DC extended universe except for he hasn't seen Man of Steel. Okay. Um. I just recently got him to watch Batman Begins. So wait, wait. I have a question for you though. Yeah. So he's seen Justice League. Yes. And he's seen um Batman versus Superman. Yes. But he hasn't seen Man of Steel. He's not seen Man of Steel. Then how does he know how Superman (laughs) became Superman? I mean, he can't know that Krypton exploded, (laughs) right? How would no? Hold on. How would they know? Uh, well, he knows because Justice League Unlimited covered Superman's origin. Sure. So and watch we watched cartoon. some episodes of the Superman. Because by definition, superhero movies are not like 
new content. Okay, it's not like um, God. I don't want to. How do I do this properly? I'm trying to think of something that's a new idea. Was John Wick a comic book first or no? I think that's an original story. Okay, so John Wick. Sure. I'm gonna use those for a minute. You go to see John Wick. You need to be brought up to speed because what you've seen is okay. This is an action movie, right? It looks kind of cool. I need to know who he is, right? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say 80% of the audience going to see a Batman movie is because it's Batman. I love the character. I'm gonna go see it. I'm brought up to speed. I don't need to know his parents were shot in an alley. I don't need to know his 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 planet blew up. But you you as a comic reader should know that they do flashbacks to that night and reference that night all the time. And I don't need to see it anymore. I, don't, but I I'm get it. His parents were well, shot in an alley. I mean, we're getting sidetracked. I know we're getting sidetracked, but it's weird because the, 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 the problem is, is like, what was her name? if he was arguing about Spider-Man, I feel like he'd have a point. But if I'm fighting but how somebody many times, the same name, How many okay. times have they shown Batman's parents being killed? We're talking three out of the three franchises? Uh, well, every movie relaunch, they've done it. Right. As but well as the twice. Batman animated series cartoon. If you're it. talking just coming out in theaters, okay, you've got theaters. the first one with Keaton. Yep. And then you've got Christian the one Bale. with Bale. Yep. And this one. Wait, did, did they do a flashback in Rises to it? Because remember at the beginning of Rises, Catwoman steals the mother's pearls. Did they do a flashback to it there? Or did they do a flashback when he was getting tortured in the pit that for some reason he climbed out of... They they may have pal, yeah. But a, a flashback for being tortured. I mean, that could just be like your life going in front of your but, eyes. I mean, let's get. But I they mean, showed it again. <laughs> I don't need to see his parents getting shot. I know it's it's clearly a touchy subject it for is, Jamie. But, I mean, of the long list of problems with the DCU, I don't think recapping the origins is really anything that really would make very high of a list. They have a lot many bigger problems. Than so so what are you, what do you think are some of the bigger problems? Well, for one, they fell from the the. the I love the Christopher Nolan trilogy, but it really screwed the, the whole DC up because some Warner Brothers exec got in their head that dark and gritty was the way to go for DC. And Batman doesn't stand out when the entire goddamn universe is dark and gritty. Well, what threw yeah. me off was, um, that was how the well the trilogy ended. Yes. And it just, it's gone. There's no... Yeah, like it never happened now. Yeah, like it, it's, like they, it was such an amazing setup with Dick Grayson. Right. And it, nothing, nothing. I'm and I'm fine with it, even if you try to like stray away. But the fact that there hasn't been some sort of Nightwing Dick Grayson spinoff from that, but it wasn't Dick Grayson. That wasn't his name. But his middle name. His was name Robin. was Robin. Oh, his sorry. middle name was Robin. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it the problem. It was Dark Dick Grayson. I mean, half the, the appeal of the Superman Batman dynamic is Superman is very hopeful. Thank and you. Batman is not. Oh, thank you. But then you made Superman a miserable prick with terrible parents, right. and his movie all dreary. So then it's like. That, that's a problem right yeah, there. It's like, uh, you, what was, it, su was it Superman 3 when he was super depressed? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he was flicking the penis <laughs> into the movie. <laughs> but you're, you're, hitting my, you're hitting the nail on the head of what my problem was with Batman with, with Batman Superman. Yeah. Is, as a comic book nerd, I love the DC Trinity. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Yep. Because you've got Batman who is the, the symbol of justice. Yeah. Basically justice at all costs, right? Yes. Then you've got Superman who he's the big blue boy scout. Right, he represents hope. Yeah. He represents the bright side of justice. Then you've got Wonder Woman, who's in between. She's on a mission of peace, but she's been brought up as a warrior, so she's always kind of the the one between the two, almost the balance, right? And that's what I love about it. To your point, how does Batman, the angry guy, stand out when everybody's so angry? Yeah. You know, and they they change a little bit in Aquaman, but. 
at first it really looked. I mean, if you watch Justice League, right? Yeah. Cyborg's angry. Yeah. Right. Cyborg's all pissy because he's a robot. Superman's dead, but we knew he was angry before. Yeah. Aquaman's kind of angry, and Batman all of a sudden, no, no, he's not angry anymore. He's actually a hokey jokester. Yeah. And Flash was happy. Flash was happy. Flash was probably the best part of that movie. I thought Flash was probably the best part of, and I will say, not to completely bury the the DC universe. Gotta be careful, Jamie. What? What? I was afraid you were going to say that in front of Tarzan. What? Just go ahead, make your point. Don't go ahead, finish your point. No, I'm just (laughs) no. In terms of the DC universe. Oh no, you're right. Based on the movie. Oh, you're right. No, I'm a huge Wonder Woman, Mark. Oh no, no, no. You're 100 percent right. (laughs) Why? Tar- really, he's trying to pop the bears. That's really <laughs> what's he do. What's Tarzan, he- Tarzan, strongly, strongly disliked of the Flash, the, of the, Flash yeah. the outfit, the the character, the whole persona that they presented in the universe. I'm not a fan. I tell me why. Well, for one, he they say he's Barry Allen, but he acts more like Wally West. Yeah, I think the costume's bad. It looks like something the Power Rangers would have uh, rejected. I, I, um, <laughs> I don't like his. Uh, no, no, I'm I'm sorry, Red Ranger. Uh, we're gonna have to ask you to leave, but I believe the Justice League is hiring. Uh, I, I just don't like his whole uh, his dumb joke. They always seem really. The jokes seem forced. Every joke he makes. I mean, it maybe I don't know. Just not not a fan. See, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I get what you're. I get where you're coming from. I think in the context of the movie, I think I liked him because at least he was different. He added a little something different to the movie. My yeah. point was going to be is I'm actually a huge Wonder Woman mark now. Based on how they've done that, it's like the one character they've done right yes. in the middle of all of this. I would agree. I will tell you, uh, my daughter Nikki and I, we have probably watched this uh, Batman versus Superman scene when she shows up. Okay, a hundred times. Yeah, they they got it right with the music, and you see her pop up, and then probably uh, before we went on there, we were talking about our favorite Indiana Jones yeah movie moments, and we'll do a separate yeah. episode with you on that another day. I can probably say my favorite scene or my favorite moment in a current DC Universe movie is probably Wonder Woman coming out of the trench in No Man's Land. I think that is the way they built that scene where she comes off the island, she steals the armor, right? She puts on that big, she puts on the big uh, coat when she's in London and traveling. So you never see the Wonder Woman suit until she comes out of the trench and goes to the village. Probably my favorite scene. Like the one thing they got right. I think maybe we should just like break it apart from the beginning. So Man of Steel would be where I'd kind of start. Where sure. I started going wrong. If that's all right. I'm sure. Not no, no, that's fine. All right. Henry Cavill, I think we all agree, is an excellent choice. He looks play. like Superman. Super, he acts he like, Superman. like Superman. Much better than um, Brandon Roth. Brandon Roth. Yes. Oh, that poor guy. Now, but, he, but he was good in. Um, Heroes, is it Heroes for Legends tomorrow? of Tomorrow. Legends of He's tomorrow. good on that I show. He's he was fun. really solid. Anyway, I'm sorry. And I love Michael Shannon, and I think he is great as General Zod in that movie. Now, the first problem comes, I, I, the, the Kryptonian stuff, you know, I'm all right with it. I know you don't like recapping the origin, but I'm fine. I had to set up the story for a new movie. It's a new Superman. They're trying to separate completely from the old Superman. I'm fine. Then he gets to Earth. <laughs> and they keep having to put goddamn Russell Crowe in every goddamn scene. Like... Why I know he's an actor, but uh, like you don't need it. Like you need a scene with him explaining Superman who he is, and then that's it. But he keeps showing up, and it's still a part of the plot. Not his mother, mind you, because you know he just made a ghost image of himself. But fuck your mother, you don't want to see her ever again. Like uh, so, there's that. And you remember the '77 Superman? At least you've yes, seen it. I, yeah, it was a hologram yes. of Jor-El who had. It would be like. Uh, 
before I die, I leave you guys a voicemail, yeah. and that's all you have to listen to. Not Russell Crowe. No, he's, he's like he's actively he, part of the pod. He's, he's like interactions with Zod. He's, he's not uh, even really dead. Yes, like you can <laughs> chat with him. It's like stupid. And hey, then, Dad, what kind of pizza should I get tonight? Well, son, <laughs> Earthlings like pepperoni and mushroom. And then his adopted parents are like miserable. Yeah. Like, I don't it's understand. Jonathan Kent is a dick. Like, the whole point of Superman is how he became what he is. Like, the whole, if you could argue, the original origin of Superman is like a metaphor for immigration in early 20th century America. That this is this guy who came from another country to America, lived the American dream, were raised by American values and family. And part of why he was so hopeful is he had these parents that instilled in him, even though you're a god, you know, you have to... Not, I don't want to say great power comes from great responsibility, but... Yeah, but same, same idea, which is why I idea. really liked Red Sun. Not to so, go to weird comic, but it just... I have a comic comment at the end of this whole thing when I work with you guys. You know, you could have let him die and this and that and all this other crap. And then, like, it's just like they instill... Superman not being like hopeful and not like looking at the best in people and so then you make the character miserable you make his parents miserable why do you really care he dies he's a fucking dick during the entire movie and then, and then, then the finish go ahead then the finish, finish like okay the fight scene I, I enjoy watching because it's great it's the first time you really get to see Superman in anything but like they're destroying Metropolis how many people have to be dying during that scene they're destroying skyscrapers it's on the height of 9-11 and then he kills Zod. Like, oh, geez, the, uh, the opinions of Tarzan Taylor. No, he's right. Like, no, no, no. Because no. <laughs> really, let's say they do everything else. Jonathan Kent's a dick. Um, Superman's miserable. They go to the finish. They destroy half the city. We've yeah. hit our dick quota, you, you, by the You know the way, what guys. the one thing could have salvaged the movie? Yeah. They go to that finish, and Superman finds a way to stop Zod without killing him. Yeah. Because that's his whole thing. Right? Yes. And I know in the comic books there's a storyline where I think he finally did kill somebody. and That's probably been retconned back out. Yeah, it probably doesn't exist. But it was like literally building 75 years to that point. Yeah. They built 75 minutes to that point to have him finally kill somebody. Yeah. So now, why didn't they immediately turn it into, really the entire DC universe should have turned into, you know, uh, injustice, gods among us. Yeah. Because you know what? Superman's a killer. He'll kill. And now you've got this all-powerful being... Who was willing to kill? The who destroyed like half a, the city, a yeah. major metropolitan city. So like the city part, in hindsight, didn't bother. The killing bothered me, right? So like yeah. that bothered me. The the destruction didn't because in hindsight they knew that they wanted to like have like a catalyst on why Batman was going after Superman. Yeah. So like it falls under civil war thing. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's there was at least a, a reason on why doing such catastrophic because just like the the comic Luther where it like flips. It makes a lot of sense. Like, this guy, like, what happens if he decides he just doesn't want to protect us anymore? Yeah. So it makes sense. But, yes, the killing, there was a million other ways they could have done it. So then, like... And the next one was Batman versus Superman. Where, like, there's no single scene where Superman has any ramifications or regrets or looking back on him murdering someone in the last yeah. movie. no, like, there's no... Not even... Anything. Not like Spider-Man 3. You know, he's not walking around in black clothes. Yes. And like... <laughs> Go, going to jazz clubs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people flipped out about the Ben Affleck thing. I don't have an issue with Ben Affleck playing Batman. I really liked Ben Affleck as Batman as Batman. Yeah. Not as Bruce Wayne. And like, there's some scenes where he's awesome as Batman. That first scene he shows up is awesome. You know, where they're doing the, the, the slave trade thing in Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great yeah, yeah. scene. That scene in the warehouse where he fights a bunch of guys. Awesome. Right. But other times, this is the world's greatest detective, and he's a goddamn moron. Like, <laughs> like he can't figure out that the white Portuguese is a fucking boat? 
And this guy's supposed to be the world's greatest detective. And you can't even excuse with the, oh, he's new. The whole point is he's supposedly this grizzled superhero that's been around for like 15 years. So uh, were you in the group chat when Brian was talking about that? Because that's that was the biggest point that like really threw me for a loop. So like Batman vs. Superman is supposed to be the Dark Knight, like right, aged, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. aged Batman. But then as the DC Universe goes on, like with Justice League and things like that, I'm now starting to get conflicting feelings like, is this an older Batman or is this just the new Batman? Okay. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in Justice yeah. League, he doesn't present himself as like, I've been doing this for four decades yeah. and now I'm going to put a team together. Suddenly yeah. in that movie, it's like, hey, I'm new to this game. I need a team. Because if we go to the comics, though, because the whole DC Universe is based on Superman shows up and that sets off the yeah. Age of yeah, Heroes. Age of Heroes. Yeah. You know, now all of a sudden, okay. Bruce Wayne, whose parents were murdered in an alley. I don't know if you know how he started, but Bruce Wayne, what happened was his parents were shot in an alley when they came out of seeing Zorro. Although, I do have a funny story for you guys. Hold on. Where was I recently? Hold on. I got to think this out. Uh, Cheryl, Nikki, and I, we went to the theater. We went to literally the theater in Boston, and we we're going to go to dinner after. So we were talking to somebody, and we came out of dinner, and we we're going to go back to the garage. And the, the friend we were with, she said, oh, there's a shortcut. I said, she said, literally, just take a left down this alley. And it'll bring you to the garage. And so as we start walking down, I, and I turn to Nikki, I go, uh, congratulations on your inheritance. And she goes, what? I said, yeah. I said, I, I assume in about three minutes you're going to turn into a vigilante superhero. See, because if they showed the origin story more, she wouldn't say what? <laughs> this is literally the origin. We're coming out of the theater, walking down an alley. This is where your mom and I die. So, but I don't remember what my point was in this. But um, so that's how it's supposed to happen. So now Bruce Wayne sees Superman. Okay, it all kind of connects. Now Wonder Woman's on her island. Now she comes. Superman's supposed to set all in motion. Yeah. And that was, and believe it or not, as much as I hate origins, if anything in Superman versus Batman, that's what I wanted a little bit more of is, okay, where are we in the timeline? Yeah. Like have somebody, like, I don't care if it's their, the, the Metropolis people are talking in, in the Daily Planet offices and they do a quick recap where they're like, you know, Lois Lane talking to Clark. You know, Clark, come over here. Hey, this Batman, you know, he's been in Gotham for 15 years. Give us something to give us some context of, of where we are in the timeline, because I had no idea. Yeah. And, like, the thing about Avengers, which was so appealing and so successful, is you got time to identify and enjoy these characters. You have Henry Cavill and then a whole new cast introduced, and we're supposed to be on board just because they're Batman and they're Wonder Woman and all that. Now... Wonder Woman is great in the movie, but you could have cut her out completely, and it wouldn't have made any difference to the end result of that movie. Right. She's just in there so they can introduce, introduce her for her movie and the yeah. next one. Um, Luthor is horrible. Awful. And not only is he horrible, but his whole plan makes zero sense in the context <laughs> of the movie. Like, nobody can explain what the hell he's it trying gets to back, do. It gets back to the booking comment, right? Yeah. Like, it, it does was, make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Now, there's been a theory that he's not actually Lex Luthor and that Lex Luthor's his father... I oh, I didn't. I didn't read this. I've re- he's, yeah, he's Louis Luthor. He's, yeah, he's like, the second son. Yeah, there's always been that theory as well. I don't know. I mean, I think that's people just desperately trying to disassociate him from from the DCU. And like, what, I mean, there's just no is everything about him is horrible, and he, there's just no his plot makes no sense. He's just a crazy person. And to me, Luthor was only was kind of crazy, obviously, because he's homicidal. But he was never. He was like. Not like Joker crazy, and it seems like almost that's what no, they, and that and they were yes, and that was like the the big thing that like even when I first got into comic books and Luther was 
the highlight of going against Superman, it was always similar to um, not at the level of Brainiac, but like Luther was just always one step ahead of Superman. Yeah. Like just out thinking. And I just don't see that yeah. in this. Even at the end of Justice League with the tease that uh, when Slade gets on the yes. the boat, like it was it was awesome because yes, I enjoyed that character very much. So that was a great scene. Actually. But at the same time, it's like I, I when I want to see Luther at its best, I want to see him in that that mega suit. I want to see him like as like a borderline Superman equal. <laughs> Uh, and or bring Brainiac in, but which I'm surprised I just haven't. Now, can we get to the next one? The much maligned Suicide Squad. <laughs> I didn't hate Suicide Squad. I didn't. I didn't enjoy. You know why I didn't enjoy it? I liked Suicide Squad. In fact. I liked Suicide Squad for about the first half, but yeah. the problem is, is like the main catalyst was just a generic. There was the big bad was awful. It was just like, hey, I'm gonna take over the like take over the world. Why? Just because. There was no like there was no motivation. Yeah, it right. was just I'm a bad person. I'm going to control the world. There's no no other reason. And my big problem with that was it was a bad application of what the Suicide Squad was there for. Yeah. I said to, and Nikki, my daughter Nikki, she's a huge comic book nerd and she was all psyched up about how Harley Quinn know Batman's origin. No, she doesn't. She has no idea how, how Batman. No, 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 that's the problem is I secretly think we won't get into Game of Thrones. I seriously think Nikki's trying to get rid of Cheryl and me. She knows exactly what happens in alleys after the theater. And that's just like, Mom, Dad, you walk first, you know. But if you look over on the desk over there, it's like a picture of Nikki at Halloween dressed as the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn. Okay? We, we like the movie. I think that movie could have been fixed with one thing. Let's take the bad CGI'd uh, big bad, right? Sure. The demon thing. Yep. Right? All you do is put that in China or Iraq. Okay? Just put them there. Okay. Where all of a sudden, Amanda Waller has to say, there's a metahuman out of control in China. We can't go in, but somebody has to stop it, send in the Suicide Squad. Because now they're unrelated to us. Sure. Right? If they yeah. die, we disavow. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything kind of makes sense, because that's what they're there for. Yeah. Suicide Squad is supposed to exist for those things, it's in their name. It's a suicide mission yeah. that nobody can say who's they're, they're behind the, it. They're the fall guy. Yeah, right, they're, they're the they're fall guy. They, it, yeah, in the event, like, like even there was, um, which is funny because DC does so well with the animated Suicide Squad movies. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, so I've been told. Uh, the the yeah. one most recent where, like, they, they really hover on, like, the, the implants and things like that. It, it was just really, really well put together. And then this this movie, yeah, th like they get they get through this whole mission and then they're right back to square one. But you don't feel like they fell on any sword. You don't feel like they did anything out of the norm. And even the main catalyst, it was weird. It was like they fought a bad guy. The government was a bigger bad guy, but they were really the bad guy. Yeah, I don't know. It's the just... two major problems to me is the concept could have worked if they'd introduced these villains in other movies and then brought them together for the Suicide Squad. But you have to introduce like 12 characters that supposedly have history in the DC universe, but you've never seen any of them before. See, I didn't mind the introductions because they were quick. They, yeah, but they were just, why, why, why do you care? Like, none of these characters get anything. Other than Will Smith and the, the chick but, plays Harlequin, none of them have any. But no, 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 because let me no, tell you. No, because no, hold on, hold cares? on. No, because no, I'm going to disagree with you. Hey, this guy you. throws boomerangs. Okay. No, no, I'm going to disagree with you. Oh, okay, now you're going to pull. Because, I disagree with that. Because you don't <laughs> let me speak, I will. <laughs> Welcome to booking meetings in 2013. Because, um, look, you know what Suicide Squad was? Guardians. It was 
The Seven Samurai, it was Guardians of the Galaxy, it was The Dirty Dozen, and there are a ton of movies where you take a bunch of unrelated people, put them into this band of misfits who, misfits who have to fight for one. I, I don't mind the way they crashed in. I think to your point, though, yeah. I think what DC does is they, they over-explain everything to some extent. You knew in that fir- whole first segment, right? Okay, yeah. here's what we got. We got crazy clown chick, even if you know nothing about it. Yeah. They she's crazy clown chick, right? Um creepy mutant alligator guy, guy who can shoot anything, um, goofy boomerang guy, and then fire dude, right? That was the bulk of them. Diablo. Yep. Diablo. Right. right. I know the real names. I'm just no, but, no, 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 no. Yeah, but, yeah. but but then mm. all of a sudden, if you watch as the movie goes on, okay, now there's a subplot with the guy who can shoot anything with his daughter. Yeah. Then there's a subplot of Harley with Joker. Then there's a subplot of Diablo who killed it, who was a gangbanger, who killed his wife and kid. It's like I almost feel like, okay, if you're gonna do Dirty Dozen, yeah. just explain who they are in three minutes. Okay, like I said, crazy clown chick, guy who can shoot anything, mutant alligator guy, fire guy, sarcastic boomerang thrower. Which is I'm good with that. Which and is what the Guardians did, theoretically. But what they try to do is now that it's like, okay, but now we have to give each of them reasons for being there. No, you know what? I'm willing to accept. They're all scumbags. So Maybe we'll find out more about them later. Sometimes villains are just villains. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need I don't need all the backstory on everybody. It's good. It bogs down your movie. Okay, and then 20 minutes later, hey, here's a slipknot. He can climb anything. Whoop. Oh, now he's dead. Oh no. He, Spoilers. Don't he, Spoilers. He, he wasn't introduced just so we could demonstrate the explosive device. Nope. He was a character you're supposed to care about. Oh, here's Katana. She's got a sword that has a soul of her dead husband. Don't I get about her. stabbed with that. <laughs> hey, is that ever going to come up again? No! Tarzan just does not like team-up <laughs> movies. I think that's what it is. Well, Guardians was like a slow burn. They introduced Star-Lord, and then he met Gamora, and then they introduced Groot and Rock, but, and then they... But, to Jamie's point, once they touched on the past, it went back. The problem with the reason why Guardians did so well, in my opinion, is, is the villain that they faced... Cl- just brought it awesome. a. Ge- it was a genuine. Yeah. That's yeah. what you bought into. You bought yeah. into the villain. In team movies, you need to buy into the villain more than the team because as you're so focused on the the villain, you start to get invested on who is on your team to beat the the head guy. Um, because in Guardians, they did very yeah. brief on right. Rocket's background. Yeah. I don't even think they really even describe much of Groot. No. No. It was just they don't even really say why he only says Groot. It's just like hey, it's his language. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with like Chewbacca. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just like, why do they understand each other? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not everything needs a full blown. No, not you know. everything does. No. And the only problem I have, and maybe I'm nitpicking, is hey, we're going to get this team together in case there's a Superman level threat. Okay. Check one, girl with hammer. Check two, guy who can climb walls. <laughs> Step three, guy who throws boomerangs. Step four, guy with gun. <laughs> like, why would any of these not get destroyed by Superman in less than 10 seconds? No, in, at the start of Suicide Squad, Superman's dead. Dead, but they're like, well, if there's a Superman level threat, when did he die? Oh, he died, he died yeah, in that horrible Justice Batman, uh, Batman one. But because because my other thing is, it, again, so we now know because Batman vs Superman has happened. Yes. Right. Superman's dead. Yes. Right. But we know of the existence of Batman and Wonder Woman at least and, at the end of Suicide Squad. Aquaman and f- but. We the audience you're talking about, or uh... every well, everybody knows Flash. Yeah, but then at the end, there's a little thing where Bruce Wayne gets the files from Amanda yeah. Waller, the little stinger at the end, or the post credit, yeah. the mid credit thing. Yeah, yeah. But here's my thing: Batman yeah. also made cameos yeah. in right. this. Yes, and this goes back to 
my problem with Suicide Squad of the Big Bad, and I was I think it happened in Cleveland, right? I think so. In theory, if that guy shows up in Cleveland, right? Suicide Squad was meant to deal with a Superman level threat. Yeah, but be careful you're going with but this. But no, but wait a minute, wait a minute. If that's happening, why aren't Batman, Wonder Woman, and Flash the first on the scene? That that is that feedback right there is probably what frustrates me most about comics just in general. So like Thor Dark World. Yeah. This is all happening. Yeah. And Iron Man's nowhere. This is even before they teamed up. This is just like a genuine yeah. thing. No, no, I, I'm going to I'm going to accept the fact that in comic books, like it's theory, just that it's just that piece alone. Batman, it's just like why aren't they coming? Yeah. Batman comic books when it was no man's land when they blew everything up. Not why, didn't, why didn't Superman and Wonder Woman just fly in and be like, we we built the bridge? Yeah, you for brought you, that up in the when they rebooted Batman and it was with the uh, Court of Owls and yeah. he's like missing for multiple days. Yeah. You're yeah. like, why why doesn't anybody why, care? Why is Superman show? No, so I don't. I, I can set that aside. What I'm going back to is what Tarzan and I were saying is. In theory, in the in the logic of the movie, right? Yep. Suicide Squad weren't necessary there. That's not what they were built for. Right. That's a it. Something's blowing up in Cleveland. That's where the superheroes show up. Something goes to shit in a foreign country, or something goes to shit on a secret. Let's assume for a minute the U.S. government for a minute, right? Yeah. They're doing secret experiments at a base, and that goes to shit. Okay, now it's the government. Amanda Waller saying. Fuck, we yeah. can't have Batman but, and Superman come in. But this is supposed to be, and that's why they didn't Awful. do a good enough job with it. This is supposed to be the government screwed up and let this guy out or let this girl out. Yeah. Like, they screwed up, and they can't let anybody know they were the ones to, to fuck it up, so to speak. And that's why it was just so weak. It was it was weak. So, like, they're trying to put this team together. They screwed up, let it, the genie out of the bottle, and they're like, ah, we got to send the rest of the team to take this out. So, so let me jump ahead because right. we're running short Sorry. time. We, we can go forever. All right, we probably uh, could. Have you seen Aquaman? I did see. It. I what, saw it twice. What did you think of Aquaman? I uh, took my stepsons to see it. Um, yeah, and then I went again and saw him. See it as many times as uh, Brian saw uh, Avatar. What was <laughs> that? <laughs> Where did that come? Was that in a group text? That, that was I, in I've the group. Te- I've never seen Avatar. It was never seen Avatar, and then Brian was like, "I seen it nine times in IMAX." Yeah, yes. it was ridiculous. I enjoyed Aquaman a lot. Like it was fun. They just said, "Hell with it. We're gonna. We're, we're already dealing with a ridiculous concept, so we're just gonna go crazy, and we're just gonna really go to the extreme." Good. I mean, my I. There's, there's little complaints I could say, but overall, I thought it was a fun movie. Uh, I liked it. You know, uh, Slade's heard this before. You know what, Nikki and I, we know what we nicknamed it? What? Wet Panther. <laughs> it's very it's, it's Wet Panther. Panther. It's, basically, it's basically Black Panther underwater. I enjoyed it a lot, though. Uh, they they decided to get cut down on the baggage. They decided not to make it too dark. Um, if I had any real complaints, uh, even though Jason Momoa is great in the movie, he's not really... Arthur Curry. Like, hey, he's Hawaiian. Back off. Yeah. <laughs> Back off, man. He's Hawaiian. He's not really anything like Arthur Curry at all. Um, and I love Black Manta in the movie. He's awesome. But he's, again, a character that you didn't necessarily need in the movie other to build up to a sequel. Right. Those are my only real complaints about the movie. Other no, you, that, have, you have not seen it, right? I have not okay. seen it. No. Other than that, I you have not seen Aquaman? No. I was, he, t- he I was has, telling him this. over here. No, no, no. no. I was telling him this last I, podcast, right? Yeah. Since having Phoebe, the only area in my life that's been fully restricted is I can't take Phoebe to the movie theaters. Yeah. Like, it's like... She's too young. Yeah. Go to the mommy and me showings. I keep telling you <laughs> that. <laughs> well, like, it's funny because I know that's a thing because yeah. when my wife was first had the baby and yeah. then they go to like those... Like uh, whatever they're called, they, that's what they're all doing. There was like scheduled things yeah. where uh, mommies and kids. I used to them all the time. And I wouldn't even bring the kid because I figured, hey, a bunch of depressed moms there. So enjoyable, I'm not, I'm go really fun guy. movie. Really, oh, the the way to go into a better direction. 
and have it stand on its own, much like Wonder Woman, where it's in the DC universe, but we keep it as its own thing for the most part. So now I'm really going to put you on the spot because right. we referred to you, and you know, we're coming back with the Let the Chaos Begin episode shortly. We're going to talk about your booking skills. I just got a call yeah. from uh, Warner Brothers. All right. And they said, you know what? That Tarzan Taylor, that Matt Spectro, we heard about his booking and his logic prowess, and we want to know uh, what would he do for the next Justice League movie? How would, you, how would you lay it out? What would you do? Well, I would go into the impression that there's not hurry. I think they need to establish a new Batman before they do another Justice League movie. Um, if they're not going to do Henry Cavill, they need to either get him back or they need to establish a new Superman. Cyborg and Flash, you, can, you don't have to do a lot with. There's nothing wrong with doing it. But you really need to keep Jason Momoa and uh, Gal Gadot trying to do everything you can to keep Henry Cavill on board. Establish a new Batman, do all that first, and then lead into a Justice League movie. And you need to establish a mainstream, legit DC villain to be the bad guy, like a Dark Side or somebody like that, I think would be the case. And you need to not rush the Justice League movie like they obviously did. Well, it, it's funny, Tarzan, I, 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 I get where you're going. And, and while you were talking, I got another phone call on the other line. <laughs> And uh, it was another vice president, Warner Brothers, and they said, hey, did we hear that you're there with Scotty Slade? We remember his work in chaotic wrestling and his creativity um, with his character top notch. Um, is top notch. Uh, could you get his feedback to if he was going to do the next DC, uh, the next Just League movie, what would he do? So to me, I think that they've got <clears throat> they've got a lot of stock or at least they should put a lot of stock in everybody but Batman and Superman. I think when I look at Marvel, Marvel already lost the right. Like Marvel didn't have the rights to X Men. They didn't have the rights to Spider Man, which is a lot of like or, uh, FF, I believe. Yep, fantastic, yep. uh, and also um, Logan, FF, uh, Wolverine, right? So you got all the heavy hitters because when it comes to Marvel, FF. Wolverine and Spider Man are like the big one too. Yeah, like they're the ones that get peppered in all the comics that need help, yeah. all this other stuff. So what they did is they start to snag all of the other characters. So like, yeah, I think you need to push these Wonder Woman movies the Aquamans, the Cyborgs, the Flashes, and build up that sort of um, concept and then introduce a dark seed. And then right before you can, if you want to, pepper in that Batman. Personally, and I don't know why it hasn't happened, they teased it and it was an awful movie, but I really wish that there was at least at some point in the DC Universe, which hopefully it comes out, is the Green Lantern whole Sinistro Corpse War because the... That sort of angle can be completely separate, and it's at least something that can run side by side up until the Justice League movie comes out. Well, ironically, I'm sorry. Well, they called back and they said both your ideas sucked. Jamie, <laughs> what do you really think we should do? Because we know you've been the brains behind all this oh from goodness. the No, I would actually go in a completely different direction than you, Tars. I know you okay. find this shocking. I would actually take it from as much as most of the movie was, wasn't great was uh, Age of Ultron, okay. the beginning part. I would literally have, I don't care what it is, an alien, a giant gorilla, a giant starfish. I don't care what it is. I would have it attacking a city. That would be my opening scene. And the next thing you would see is, here comes Justice League. I would have Superman. I would have them all doing their little trademark moves. Batman saving the little kids from underneath, swooping in. Yeah. Superman punching it. Aquaman stabbing it. Boom, boom, boom. That's how you crash into the movie. Almost saying, all right, look, you know who they are. They're the greatest superhero team on Earth. Here they are in action, saving the world. Then I'd get into the main plot line. What would I do for the main plot line? I don't know. I'd do something crazy. 
I'd look back at your 75 years of comics and say, what was a good what was a good storyline? I actually liked when Grant Morrison relaunched the JLA. That was he, good. He did one where all of a sudden they start with the newscast of these other this other superhero team yeah. that starts doing great things. And of course, they're secretly aliens and they capture the that's a storyline I would personally go with. Just take it and just establish them as a team. I think between Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, now Aquaman, you don't need a lot of buildup. Well, just my biggest complaint with Superman is, and it goes back to the Brandon Roth one. Yeah. And to some extent, till the very yep. end of uh, Man of Steel, you know what I just want to see? What I love about Marvel movies, what was the, what was my favorite? What's a lot of people's favorite part of the first Avengers? Everything starts happening. Um, uh, Hawkeye, you're my you're my eyes and ears. Uh, Iron Man. Uh, you perimeter one mile out. Either you turn him back, or you turn him to ash. You guys do this. Oh, and Hulk, smash. But all I wanted to see was them be super. That's what I want to see the Justice League be super. But do, you know, it's I guess my my point being, and you kind of like explained it with the Marvel piece. Do you think it's because that the movies that they're having the biggest issue with is sort of like what happened with Spider Man? Now, don't get me wrong; they're hitting it now. But the last time they tried to reboot Spider-Man, it was not nearly as good. Like, there's just so much already out there that, like, all you can do at this point is compare. But that's why Wonder Woman, there's, like, you, there's free range. And you said it with with Aquaman. It's not hitting all the aspects, but there's nothing in the movie universe to base it off of. And that's, like, easier to swallow. Um well, I, personally, this has been one of my most fun episodes between the booking conversation and all this. I mean, I think we've faced off on a lot of different topics. We've disagreed. We probably talked to you for like a three, oh, yeah, we three back, hour. We may have to come back and do a follow-up on this. Yeah, um, right after Shazam comes well, let's out. Just, just ending this up, what, is, yes. what do you think is the best of the DCU extended universe movies? Wonder Woman. I yeah, would say it's got to yeah. be Wonder Woman. It's just funny because I feel the same way now that I did when the first handful of lineups came out like when the, when I saw the lineup I was like Batman versus Superman it's gonna be great yeah so now I see this lineup and I'm like you know they're gonna come up with a flash coming up with Joker Shazam like I've got hopes that those movies are gonna hit now you're actually up a little bit optimistic because no, I've always been up that's the problem <laughs> that's that's my biggest fault is I'm I could continuously get pummeled like Green Lantern could come out and Ryan Reynolds could be the Green Lantern again I'm like well the first one sucked but you know what god damn it I'm gonna love this one <laughs> I think in a whole, people are more optimistic because they finally had a two that I think were solid. Shazam's got a hit. And they were, yeah. I'm excited for Shazam. They've been on and off. Like, I was telling Jamie this. They hit with Wonder Woman, they flopped. They hit with Aquaman, and the, then if this flops, like, they've got to get two. They've got to string some wins together. The, that's the comparison we use. DC yeah. Universe is like an 8-8 eight eight football team yep. where they've had, like, two really good wins that get you excited. And then, you know, they they lose to the Browns by, by 17. And you're like, which which... When Shazam comes out, which team are we going to see on Sunday? I think they're doing successfuls now. They're making the movies stand out on their own. Like Shazam doesn't look anything like Wonder right. Woman or Aquaman. Aquaman is right. they're similar to Wonder Woman, but it's its own thing. They got to need doing that with loose yeah. connections. Just they're not very good at the whole universe as a whole, like Marvel. So they should make it loose, but keep the movies kind of their own thing. Now, Slade. Speaking of superhero showdowns. When we come back after the break, oh, we're going to have a superhero showdown we haven't had since the early days oh, of For the Pops. Because we're going to be back with our For the Pops pop quiz, where Scotty Slade, who's been on a hell of a run lately, I'm just warning you, he's been putting together some good wins. 
against Tarzan, one of one of the you know the, the, the earliest guests we ever had, who still is one of the most immortal answers that we have to release one of these days uh, from an early For the Pops quiz. But uh, we're going to be back after this break with uh, Scotty Slade versus Tarzan Taylor in the For the Pops pop quiz. You're listening to For the Pops on the NAI Pop Network. Hey everyone, this is Jamie from the For the Pops podcast. You know, on our show, you hear me talk all the time about undercover wear, chaotic wrestling, and a lot of the other companies I've started or worked for. Over the course of my 20 plus year career, I've helped dozens of businesses and literally thousands of individuals reach their personal and financial dreams. And you know what? Now I want to help you. If you have a small business, a family-owned company, or maybe just a great business idea, reach out to me. Maybe you're looking for a job but need some help with your search or rewriting your resume. Just let me know. Who knows? Maybe you're a pro wrestler or a pro wrestling promoter who needs some tips on growing your role in the industry. Well, I can help. Check out our website. It's ohanane.com. That's O-H-A-N-A-N-E.com. Or just go to forthepops.com and follow the link at the top of the page. My company, Ohana Enterprises, we offer everything from individual coaching to marketing packages to website design and even more. Our only goal is to give small businesses and individuals the boost you need to succeed. So check us out at ohanane.com and let us help you make your dreams a reality. Are you looking for a way to spice up your life? Maybe add some fun and excitement to the bedroom? Then check out BigOBoutique.com for everything you're looking for. Whether you want to shop for pretty lingerie and pajamas or are looking for sensual lotions and toys to try out, Big O Boutique has exactly what you need. And don't worry, our online store is easy to use and will help you find all the right tools for you and your partner. We carry a huge assortment of lingerie, lotions, and more, all shipped discreetly to your door. As a special offer for the Pops listeners, enter code POPS at checkout to save 10% on your order. That's P-O-P-S to save 10%. So go to BigOBoutique.com today. That's BigOBoutique.com. And we are back on For the Pops right here on the NA Pop Network. It's my favorite part of the show. Is it when uh, Tarzan chews cookies into the mic? That's okay. You know, this is a fully catered event. Now we have catering. When we're here in the For the Pops studios. you know, For all of those uh, ex-chaotic rosters, uh, yes, he caters more in For the Pops podcasts than he does for chaotic shows. Of course I did. (laughs) Absolutely. Except for that one time that there was uh, Chinese food. But anyway, anyway. Kowloon. Which, hey, don't bring it up. That brings back very sad memories for Tarzan. (laughs) Anyway... So, Tar- Tarzan, I don't remember how this works. We have uh, five questions. The first four, you, you and Slade. I'm so happy we're back in person, Slade, so we don't have cheating like we did with a certain other guest. I'll read the question. You and Slade will both have a minute or two to write down your answer. Oh, okay. You'll both re- reveal the answers. We'll keep track. Then our last question is a back and forth, but we'll explain that when we get there. All right. So here we go with the For the Pops pop quiz. Question number one. Tarzan, every week I go to my 15-year-old daughter. What? <laughs> I thought you were going to say... 
how did Batman become <laughs> Batman? <laughs> that should be the card. Anyway, question number one, Tarzan. Every week I go to my 15-year-old 15 15-year-old 15 daughter, Nikki, and I say, uh, hey, Nick, what are all the cool kids saying? What are some of these terms? What's a slang word that they're using? Um, and, and Nikki says, Dad, leave me alone. Get out of my room. <laughs> and so then I go on the Internet and I look one up. But, uh, but no. So this week, the word that Nikki gave me, and you can find her on Twitter. She's at Nikki Josephine. That's N-I-C-C-I-E Josephine on Twitter. The word she gave me was bougie. What does oh. bougie mean? Nope. I've, <laughs> I've actually heard this word at work. What does bougie mean? But I don't. I didn't ask. Just each of you write down your answer. I'm going to get this wrong. My sons aren't, my stepsons aren't teenagers yet, so uh, they're not quite. Un- this is so awesome. This is my favorite. Part. I'm so happy we're back in two, so we have the cards again, like the newlywed game. Actually, right. I actually have employees that listen just for this particular question. They, they, they ask me all the time on what the. Uh, How many of us have, have started using the phrase Hundo P since one of our funny. early episodes? All right. That is pretty Gucci. So, tar- Gucci. Is Gucci. Are you Gucci? <laughs> I'm Gucci. All right. Tarzan, as our guest, you get to go first on this question. I, I wrote lame. I have no lame. I, I have no idea. Skyslade. I wrote. Um, I feel like I got to do a description. I wrote pompous, overdressed, like when somebody like dresses so like financially high end that they're dressing very bougie. Scotty Slade's right. It's actually act rich or acting rich. So if you said to somebody, "Wow, look at her! Her her outfit is so bougie today." It's or oh my god, he's so bougie. That means yeah, they're they're trying to act rich or portray themselves as being rich. And Tarzan, we have a big budget. You can use a different card for every answer if you like. It's it, he's, he's being so paper is free around so, these parts. He's being so economical. I'm trying to be efficient. Question number two: What Oscar winner recently announced her engagement and is expected to have an all-star bridal party? Easiest quiz I've ever written. Is expected to have an all-star bridal party that could consist of Emma Stone. Amy Schumer, and the new Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. Oh, so you're going to have to repeat the start of that question. I thought you said it was easy. What Oscar winner recently announced her engagement and is expected to have an all-star bridal party that could consist of her best friends, Emma Stone, Amy Schumer, and the new Captain Marvel, Brie Larson? Dude, you, you, you co-host a... A pop culture podcast. Do you not watch any news during the week? What, when it comes to that stuff, no. Not when it comes to, like, weddings. Okay. I think I got an idea. Hold on. I'll make it Scotty Slade, you'll be going first on this one. Write down and reveal your answers. Do you want me to go now? So much better. Yes. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. I went with Jennifer Lawrence. One of you is correct. Congratulations, Tarzan. Congratulations, Tarzan. It is, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. She uh, just announced this week her engagement and supposedly um, her the ring she got looks like the Paramount logo at the beginning of an Indiana Jones movie. So, uh, yeah. Right. The score is tied up. Question number three. What music megastar? Oh, easy. This <laughs> guy says, ready to his answer. What music megastar had a huge falling out with the Grammys this week? removing themselves from the broadcast over debate over what songs they would perform during the Grammys. God, I 
So somebody pulled out a huge to do. It's been on all the news. They pulled out because they got into a big argument with the Grammys over what songs they could or would sing during the broadcast. I just saw something about this. Well, I was going to give my normal for the pops answer. Well, I just saw something. Oh, man, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to change it. I hope that's not a mistake. (laughs) The one time I (laughs) do that, (laughs) that would be terrible. You know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, but I, I got to... And I love how Tarzan's still using the same little slip of paper. One thing about Tarzan... You say a, a sex, right? I never... I, I always try to avoid that. I always try to avoid sex as best I can. I'm sure that's what your wife does, too. But I'm pumped. That's what your I'm wife really, says. I'm really going to be mad. Okay. I, I, I don't. All right. I just took Tarzan. I said Lady Gaga. Sky Slade. Normally, when I hear the term music <laughs> megastar, the instant answer on For the Pops is Beyonce. Okay. The problem is when you said pulled out, I remember reading an article, but I, I feel like it was for a different okay. show, not for this, but I'm going to say Cardi B. Both of you are incorrect. It's Ariana Grande. Oh, okay. Big okay. blow up this week where Ariana Grande, she has two, two songs on the top 10 right now. She wanted to sing her new song, Seven Rings. They said uh, they wanted her to sing that. She said, I want to do a mel- melody, medley. They kind of agreed. But then the Grammy said, but we get to pick which songs are in the medley. And she's like, go F yourselves. So they launched the most popular female losses for the Grammy. So scores tied two to two. Uh, one to one? Wouldn't it be one to one? One to one. <laughs> I mean, two to two works, too. It we, doesn't we, matter. We beat the numbers. Scores tied up one, one to one. <laughs> Question four. What improbable hit reality show has recently featured such D-list celebrities as Tommy Chong, Ricky Lake, and Terry Bradshaw, and has just been renewed for another season. Shh. Crap! What's, he gets very angry when he thinks he knows the answer. So, no, I do know the answer. There's an improbable reality show. And it's one of these ones that has, you know, D-list celebrities. Yeah. And so far, who's been Tommy Chong, Ricky Lake, Terry Bradshaw have all been on. And it was just announced this week that's been so popular before the first run's even over. There, giving it a second season. What? What if I? What if? I, okay, whatever. I'll wait till Tarzan writes his answer. Down. Tarzan hates this part of the show. He's so miserable. These questions are. Uh, He's just being angry. Now. I don't know the name. What? I know. I know what it is. I don't know the name. You don't know the name. Sorry. Do I get like a half point? If you I get I... no points if you don't. That's get... not true. You've I've, you've awarded half points. We'll see. Well, it depends on what your answer is. Fair enough. All right. I might even get it right. You could get it right. Could get it right. Do I? I go first this time, right? Uh, yes, yeah. you go first. Okay. It's. Um, did you write it down? Or you just I did. Make me believe. It's guest. It's guest singer. I don't think that's guest the name. Singer. It's the. It's the show where there is a contestant in an outfit underneath a giant uh, costume, and they they sing this whole time. And there's a there's a panel that Tar- tries to guess Tarzan, what who did you the guess? singer is. Well, I'm on the same. I wrote mystery singers show. I don't know the name. Of- <laughs> the name of the show is the Mass Singer. <laughs> ah, yeah. But you know what? I, I think we'll give you both a point. Right? All right, all right, yeah. Because either you're both right or you're both wrong. So we'll give you both a point. We both know the show. Yeah, we just funny. didn't know the name. You know of what? It. If you didn't say Terry Bradshaw, yeah, I don't think I would have heard. And I, I watch this show every week. It is awful. I just remember it is. It is awful. Confused the hell out of Ray Delorio, isn't that his name? Yeah, <laughs> good old Delorio. Can't say his real name. He did no, not give consent. Did not give consent. <laughs> So we, I, it's more like a half a point, I think, because we knew the show you were referring to. We just didn't know the name of it. Okay. So, we, we both got singer. 
Yes, we did. We did. <laughs> so, <laughs> the score is tied two to two, and now we're going to go to a tiebreaker. Tarzan, mm-hmm. what we're going to do yep. is I have a list. All right. All right. It's a 25, 25 answers. 25. 25. Answers. And it's a list. I'll give you the category, and you'll just go back and forth. Uh, if you get one right, you get a point. If yeah. you get one wrong, you don't lose a point. You don't yes. lose. It just goes to the next person. Right. We continue until we're out of answers. You guys are out of answers, or I get bored by the whole thing, and we just end it. Okay. <laughs> so the topic this week, I thought I would tie into our second segment this week. And our topic is Justice League members all right, all right. with the most cover appearances oh, on wow. Justice League comics. <laughs> I'm oh. glad that you was like Justice League members. Huh? That like, could go on forever. Yeah, 300, uh, you know. The Silver Sorcerer, Adam, Adam, what was his name? Adam Strange. No. No, so these are the ones who've, who've made the most cover appearances on Justice League comics. These are all the Justice League comics, not including like Justice League Unlimited. So it's the core ones. It's Justice League. Uh, JLA, Justice League of America, JLI. Uh, okay. okay. We're not counting like Justice League Europe. And, and, and what is that? Does count Justice League Europe? Count too. Are you doing the top ten? Top twenty-five. Top twenty-five. Okay. So it's like you don't want to burn out on the obvious ones. Right. right oh, off no. The they're gonna be like, yeah, yeah. Don't burn out on the obvious ones. Yeah, that's like fine. Eight or nine immediately. <laughs> you do those huge swing and misses, and I'll scoop up the easy low-hanging fruit. All right. So uh, as our guest, Tarzan, would you like to go first or second? Um, I'll. I'll go first, I guess. Good. And your answer is? I'll go with Green Lantern. Um, could you be more specific? <laughs> oh, boy. Can I pull that back? Or no, do I, no. I, I, need, to... I need more specific. Or you can give I'll go with Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is correct. He's number five on the list. Okay. Yeah, it gets pretty, if, it gets if, you pretty one, if you give a repeat answer, that doesn't count against okay. you either. No, I'm going to go Superman. Superman is number one on the list. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go with uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman number three on the list. I'm going to go Batman. Batman number two. Now, since we're just doing the seven, we'll do, I'll do Aquaman. Aquaman is correct. Michael Flash. Could you be a little more specific? Ooh, well, uh, let's go... Wally West. Wally West is number seven on the list. This There's a big gap where he wasn't part of the team, but since he's become like the main guy. So I'm going to go with the Martian Manhunter. Ooh. Martian Manhunter, number four on the list. Oops. How old, how old is this list? Is this like recent? In the last year. In the last six months or so. Tarzan leads six to five. Scotty was going on about how easy this is. No, no, now no, he's no, stumped no. already. No, Jesus. no, no, because we did we hit the big one. So now, now I'm gonna try to do some reaches. Um, let's do Green Lantern, John Stewart. I'm hoping that's like a 23. Green Lantern, John Stewart is incorrect. Uh, is he on the list past 25? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Hawkman. Hawkman is correct. Number 11 on the list. All right, I'm going to go Hawk Girl. Get out of here. Really? Incorrect. <laughs> Those sexist bastards. Okay. I will go with um, the Green Arrow. Green Arrow is correct. That, that's good. I don't want to make you nervous. <laughs> he has an 8 to 5 lead on you right I'm now. I'm going to say Red Tornado. Red Tornado is number 22. Wow. Going deep. Well, I, I've got like five that I think All are right. like at the bottom, but. Well, I don't think Barry Allen has been said at this point. Barry Allen has not been said. He is number eight on the list. It is nine to six. Justice League members with the most cover appearances on Justice League comics. 
was a year. Um, Cyborg? It depends when this was. He really beefed up his numbers in the last Cyborg year. Cyborg is incorrect. Right. I'm going to go a little more ex- obscure. The the Adam? The Adam. Ray Palmer, number 12 on the list. So it's turning into a route. It's 10 to 6. Why don't we try uh, Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner? Kyle Rayner, number 13 on the list. Here comes Scotty Slade making his run. Nervous. Go with the elongated man. Elongated man, number sixteen on the list. Tarzan leads, eleven to seven. Um, this is one. I know. Uh, we'll just wrap up the Earth's Guardians. Let's go um, Guy Gardner, see if he's on the list. John Stewart wasn't, but... Guy Gardner is on the list. Wow! 11 to 8. Tarzan I'm going to go with some of the female members. I'm going to try the Black Canary. Black Canary number 10. Solid. Scotty Slate. 12 to 8 right now. How many left are there? There are nine left. Nine, Nine left. See, I'm actually gonna say there are eight left because there's one here that that's wonky. Okay. And I think it should be one too. <laughs> no, there's one here that that's Firestorm. Firestorm's correct, and that's actually the one that's wonky because they have it listed as Firestorm and then the <clears throat> Firestorm Matrix. That's when it became a newer. It wasn't. Yeah, Ronnie, but it wasn't Ronnie Raymond and Martin Stein. But anymore. I'm just gonna count that as one. So it's it's twelve to nine. With one, two, three, four, five, six, seven answers left. Um, and it's to Tarzan. Would Zantana be on the list? Zatanna is correct. Zatana? Yeah. Zatana's the Mistress of Magic. Who wears fishnets? Not always, but originally yeah. and then later on. Is this is this strictly, I'm sorry, you said in the beginning, yeah. what Justice League did this constitute? Is this just the main Justice League? Justice no, and, and, the, and the offshoots. Okay, so then I'm going to say John Constantine for Justice League Dark. That is incorrect. <sighs> Justice League Greeter, there are two easy ones you're missing, and the other ones are kind of a stretch. I got still got one in my back pocket, but... You, you might want to go to your back pocket soon, because you're getting, <laughs> yeah, but you're getting ta- spanked here. Tarzan's <clears throat> times between answers are getting longer. So. Yeah, there's uh, we've gone through quite a lot at this point. I'll only get in trouble if you... I'm going <clears> to... <throat> this one became a later on member, so I don't, I don't know if this one's correct. I'm going to go with the Blue Beetle. You son of a bitch. Blue Beetle? You son of a bitch. Correct. That was right in my back pocket. I was like, oh, he's not going to say Blue Beetle. He's not going to know anything about Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is correct. Man. Now. I should have shot that one out earlier. I just want to point this out. Tarzan leads. By five. 14 to nine with five answers left. So is Slade, there five? I thought there were six. No, there are five left. So Slade, you have to sweep. Tarzan gets even one that's left. He clinched, and it's it's Slade's answer right now. So don't don't say anything out loud. I'm gonna say Slade is looking around my office <laughs> at all of the different I'm gonna, superhero figures, and I'm gonna say Batwoman. Batwoman is incorrect, <laughs> mostly because she was just introduced in 2007. <laughs> I 
That's still 11 years, hopefully, to get up enough numbers. This one is probably not correct, but I'm really running on empty at this point. Plastic Man? Plastic Man is incorrect. Uh, okay. Scotty Slade. That was a that was a two count. You, you kicked out. I did. <laughs> the crowd just went. Half. Ah! The whole crowd thought there's, that was the finish. There's five left. There's five left. Um, I'll I'll just throw out Nightwing now and then hope Tarzan gets another one wrong. Nightwing is correct. Really? Yep. 114. with a hope spot right I, now. I, I still got one. Hope spot. I still got one more. I'm gonna try booster gold. No, 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 no. You're new. <laughs> Come on. For the pops. Pop oh, right. Was um, was Captain Britain on there? Tarzan <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> was Captain Britain on that list? Considering he's a Marvel comics, uh, why don't you just do like the Family Feud and read? What was the what was the Justice League like? (laughs) Okay, the UK version. Drop the answers. Yeah. Okay, Uh, number twenty five was Fire, because she was a big part of uh, yeah, 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 the Kevin Giffen fun one. Uh, The one you were probably searching for was Captain Adam. Okay. No, that wasn't the one you were searching (laughs) for. Uh, You just got Booster Gold, right? That was one that locked locked in. Locked it in, baby. And then uh, Power Girl. Was the one you guys left, missed? Because oh. you're the, missing the ones who were a big part of uh, Justice League Europe and Justice League International. Those yeah, ones. who was Justice League International? Was what I was thinking of, but it was Guy Gardner. There was I thought there was a British. There was the Justice League Europe. There was a... and I can't think of what his name is. It was there was Guy Gardner. There was like a. There was Rocket Red. Rocket Red. I don't think there was a British guy. And Crim- Crimson Fox, I think was Crimson his Fox. Name. Yeah, was the French. Uh, and there were two of them. There were twins. Yeah, yeah. And there was the Beef Eater. But a very brief. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he was around very long. Captain Britain was a Marvel character. Yeah. He was part of Excalibur. Right. Wow. So I, I want to congratulate you, Tarzan. What I, Has he ever a, been defeated before? Oh, yeah. Tarzan is like, wow, I no. did, did something that no one's no. ever done. This is just like a chaotic show. You basically beat him in match three. But I am the know? current reigning and defending. Uh, for the Pops. For the Pop Quiz. Pop Quiz champion. champion. So uh, congratulations. I'll admit, those were getting hard at the end. Uh, yeah. and See, I, I never would have got Nightwing. I didn't know he was... When, a, you, when a, you got Blue Beetle, I thought you were going to come right back with Booster Gold, because they were always kind of together. I was so angry. Blue Beetle was in the back of my... <laughs> like, literally in my backpack, I'm like, he's not going to say Blue Beetle. But, uh, but Tarzan, th- thank you for being with us. Say this is a lot oh, of fun. Pleasure. we got to have you back again. And again, I know uh, you're going to be with us on Let the Chaos Begin coming up soon. <laughs> if you haven't caught that, there's... Otherwise, a, uh, uh, is, there, is there another podcast Tarzan's going to be Normally... We would say, where can people find you on social media? But they can't. They cannot. So, uh, you can find a defunct for, Facebook that I haven't been on in four years. So for uh, Scotty Slade, I am Jamie Jamikowski. You have been listening to For the Pops right here on the For the Pops and the NAI Pop Network. <laughs>